0: Well, hello, hello, and hello. (laughs) Hey, it's Scott with the Amazing Seller Podcast. I really want to say thank you for taking the time to listen. If you're tuning in for the first time, you have got some catching up to do. Uh, head over to TheAmazingSeller.com and you'll find all of the past episodes over there. Uh, lots of good stuff. Uh I even have a marathon of a hangout over there that we did for over two and a half hours recently, uh, which was just chock full of information. Uh, no sales pitches, none of that stuff, just content. And this is actually episode number 13, so if you wanted to catch all of the show notes to this particular episode, you're going to want to head over to TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash 13, and you'll find all of the links that we talk about in this episode in particular. So uh, yeah, today what I'm going to be doing is sharing an interview that I recently did with a gentleman by the name of Will Evans. And there's some really cool stuff that we're going to talk about, and I already recorded the interview, so I know what it's about. But I'm going to kind of give you some ideas of what we're going to talk about. The first thing is, is I'm going to show you, or he's going to tell you, how he went from an e-commerce, which he still runs, okay, and uh, how he then went into Amazon. And he's also going to explain why he feels that Amazon is an awesome channel, especially when you're first starting, and some of the things that he wished that he would have done differently starting and what he would do now if he was to start over. Uh, really, really smart guy, and uh, we talk about a book that he had written, and uh, again, I'm not pitching anything. His book is good. It's 99 cents, uh, and uh, it's it's just really, really good, and he even talks about that the reason why he wrote that was because everyone was asking him how he did it. It's, it's basically called The One Day Brand, and uh, I think it's really important because it talks about brand building. It's more than just a logo, but the book goes way deeper than that. It really talks about how to dive deep into your market. So we talk a lot about product selection, right, and how are we going to decide, and then once we decide, how are we going to know what that market wants, well, he's got some really cool techniques and strategies to do this, and that's why he wrote the book one, the One Day Brand, because he has it all structured that you can do this in a day. And after you do it, you're going to be like, "Wow, I can't believe I have all of this information about my market at my fingertips now." So now your listing can be written differently because you know all of your all of your uh, you know your customer's problems or potential problems. You also are going to know what problems to fix within your product when you create it or something you want to add to an existing product. So there's so much I can go through right here. I just want to let him go through it, but I just wanted to give you kind of like a little, like a pre, uh, you know, setup to the uh, the interview because we, we had a really good talk. I think you're going to really enjoy it. I know I enjoyed it. I learned a lot from it. And there's a lot of things that I'm going to be doing now that I've read his book and that I've talked to him And uh, it just makes really, really uh, a lot of sense. Uh, So with that all being said, I'm going to turn it over to uh, the interview recording and uh, you can listen to our interview right now. Well, all right, here we are. We are live right now or I'm live and uh, (laughs) I've got a special guest on today and uh, his name is Will Evans and uh, he's an FBA seller. He's also the author of The One Day Brand. It's a, a book, which I've went through, and it is really, really good, and not just for building your own brand, but also for just finding out the, the intel, the the uh, you know the background of your market, and really digging deep into that. So we're going to go into that a little bit, and he's also part of uh, the production of, uh, or the development, I guess you should say, of the AMZ Shark that uh, um, he's going to also talk about a little bit. So uh, Welcome. Well, and I really appreciate you taking the time to be on. Hey, what's up, Scott? Excited to be here. Awesome. Yeah. So we we kind of talked a little bit before we got on the call just to kind of see what we were going to touch on, and I think we're going to touch on all those things that I just uh, that I just mentioned. So I guess to really just dive in because that's what people have been saying that they love with the show is we just we don't you know chit chat too much. We just dive right in. Mm-hmm. Let's just kind of take people back a little bit, give them a little bit of your background where you came from, and then catch them up to kind of where you are today, and uh, then we can really dive into you know like what people should do that are either starting or that that are you know, trying to get more sales, uh, build their brand. So kind of just take us back a little bit and uh, catch us up to where you are now.
1: Yeah, so I started my, my business, my first business, uh, Chiefs, which is a men's consumer product business, Sell so grooming products, about three years ago. It was not an Amazon play. It was mostly uh, through Shopify. Um, we were driving traffic with PR. I had like doing a lot of wholesale business. And then um, about a year ago, someone was like, or a little more than a year ago, I was like, yeah, you should, you should concentrate on Amazon. I was like, Amazon, I don't know, it looks kind of spammy. <laughs> um, I'll just let my retailers handle it. But I just kept getting these orders from these retailers who had my list of my products on Amazon. And I was like, this business is just too good to like, get away. And um, yeah, so I've, I've doubled, tripled, quadrupled down on Amazon. And it's it's been, uh, it's really, uh, really a viable channel.
0: Yeah. So let me ask you though. So you were starting off selling on your own website, your own e-commerce, I guess you would call it, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of did the the normal things. You got your website. You know, you built your brand, which we'll talk about branding too, because that's something that you really uh, stress is very important, which I agree with. Uh, but and so then you were just selling them off the website. How was that going in the beginning, just selling off your website or to retailers?
1: It was going good. Um, it, you know, we had better than average conversion rates i would say okay my conversion rate when i first started out was like 3 or 4% which is huge mm-hmm. yeah Three. oh yeah my conversion rate for amazon my amazon listings is now like above 10% and i've heard some people say above 20% but mm-hmm. so that's that's how crazy yeah this amazon game is
0: yeah, uh, I I think it's been, and I'm sure you'll agree. Is is I'm I'm I like the Amazon you know platform because it's where people are there to buy, right? I mean, when we're getting search traffic, it's people are searching for not necessarily to buy; they're just searching for information. So Correct. yeah, I mean, I've, my conversion rate on my one product, I'm up over 16, 17%, which is yeah. crazy, but yeah. So, okay. So yeah, just, just keep, keep going on that. But so you went from your own e-commerce, which was doing decent, you know, for cold yeah. traffic and, okay. and getting, uh, you know, con, you know, traffic there and converting at three, 4%. That's actually really good.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it, it does well. It's a different marketing. I would say it's not as consistent as Amazon but it's the windfalls can be much more like when we do a product release i could I could sell hundreds of units a day just through my email list and through doing p r outreach mm-hmm. so uh i I definitely you know there's def- it's definitely nice to have that channel in your back pocket, but it's also nice now to have this Amazon channel, which you know is almost like a subscription it's like literally I wake up and I know there's gonna be x amount of sales,
0: yeah yeah. I know so it's crazy.
1: That day maybe it varies day to day, but yep. really at the end of the month, it's pretty much the same.
0: Yeah. Now let me let me cut in here. We're going to jump ahead a little bit just because I've got a question, and it's on the top of my head, and it's something that I've been thinking about, and I know that other people are thinking about because we've been having some conversations, but. Do you do anything for like an insert into your packaging when people get it to either drive them to your website legally within the TOS of, of Amazon, uh, or are you grabbing an email address for them to register a product or register to be on a brand or a VIP list or anything like that? Are you doing anything to grab emails? Cause I know you mentioned emails and I'm sure that's coming from your website, but anything from Amazon,
1: you know, I've, I've never done that. Um, I've, I've been cautious in moving that in that direction. I know people that do, mm-hmm. um, And I've thought about going down into that direction. Um, It's just, we have like a, our, our products are not really packaged Mm -hmm. They're packaged, but they're not like packaged in a box. Okay. Hide like an insert. Okay. We just send it to them as a product, but we've thought about putting on a sticker or something just being like, Hey, check this out, download this PDF. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, it's definitely something that that I'm, that I'm kind of have on my radar for
0: 2015. Yeah, definitely. I am too. Uh, I mean, I've had, since I've launched over about 120 days ago, I've had over like 4,000 customers and I don't have one single email from them. And it kills me because I I come from the information marketing world and I've got email lists, but not in this particular market. So uh, I know the importance. And like you were saying, you know, you could sell hundreds of products if you just sent out an email to your list. And that's why, you know, people just starting, you know, don't worry about it maybe necessarily now. But know that in the future, when you see that you can do it within the terms of service, because like you said, you got to be careful. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I think it's definitely something that should be considered.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's uh, it's it's always nice to diversify and have that that kind of the ability to just send out an email and the ability to remarket to your customers. Because in in the long run, I think that is what's going to make you a true business is the ability to get repeat customers. Absolutely. Over and over again, and by remarketing them, not by them just coming back to Amazon and purchasing. That's great. That means you have a great product, uh, but it also means they might just love buying your product from Amazon. Absolutely. Uh, So you want to be able to control your own pipeline.
0: Yeah, cool. No, I I just wanted to touch on that because I didn't know if you were doing anything for that to build it. But, uh, you know, I I agree with you. You got to be cautious. But we've been toying around with different ideas. And some people are saying, like, a warranty card. In your case, you know, maybe yours doesn't require a warranty, uh, but there's other avenues that you could probably get creative with. But, you know, for a a physical product that would require a warranty, that's uh, one option that people were saying. Because if you buy a TV from Sony, there's a card in there that basically says register your product to receive your warranty. Um, so I believe, and that's what I've been hearing, that that is within the terms of service. So just something to think about. The one thing I heard though is you cannot put any type of information like that on the exterior of the bag with like a sticker. It has to be an insert. Okay. So that's again, I'm speculating here. I have no idea, but it is something that I'm going to be investigating in 2015 as well, and I'm going to do that as, as soon as possible because I, I just every every sale I make that I don't have the opportunity to grab that email, it kills me. Uh, because I, I do want to build that external channel, like we were talking about earlier, which we will dive into. So, all right. So, we're a little off track there. Let's uh, let's move into now. Okay, you went on Amazon, you put your product up there. How was it? I mean, did you kind of know your way around? Did you have someone help you with that? Like, you know, did you do any research to see if your product was even going to be wanted by a certain crowd, or did you just put it up and see what happened?
1: Uh, so the first time, I just put it up and see, saw what happened, and just kind of forgot about it okay uh this whatever i did it amazon whatever and sure. then just kind of like sat on it for a few months it would get a sale here and there and then eventually someone was like you need to do fba mm-hmm. and so we did fba and i remember my first fba shipment it was such a pain i didn't know what i was doing
0: mm-hmm.
1: i was like i had to do it myself now we've we've got like a va kind of doing it mm-hmm. um and then i like we have uh we've outsourced our fulfillment Okay. We have another fulfillment house besides just our FBA. So I had to like tell them what to do. They weren't educated. I was the first person in their warehouse that was doing Amazon FBA. Because you know you have to have every uh, product have a label. Then sure. You have to like, a box insert. And you have to ship it to these certain locations. And yep. just navigating through that dashboard which is such a pain in the butt. But I just kept chipping away at it. And then once we had our listings, some of our listings are FBA, we did see an increase in sales. Um, and then we just really started... Uh, investing in it, you know, um, making sure the listing was, was really, really up to date with content and good pictures. Mm -hmm. Um, we jumped on comments right away. Um, we started kind of looking at keywords we can kind of go after. Um, we started encouraging people to leave comments or reviews, excuse me. So um, those are some of the things that, that definitely, Pushed our listing forward.
0: Okay. And I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because the, the listing, like you said, images make a huge difference. I think that's one of the number one features, you know, the keys that you need and the, uh, the the headline uh, keywords and stuff. Um, but so let me ask you, so how soon was it that you turned on like pay-per-click and Amazon? You know, ha- uh, did uh, did you turn that on? No. No. So you're not even running pay-per-click right now?
1: No, because I think pay-per-click, uh, you know, my products aren't really that expensive. Okay yeah they're not like a high price point
0: okay, so basically you're just getting organic sales right now basically yeah wow that's nice that's mm-hmm. real nice yeah that's uh that that's actually a dream for a lot of businesses <laughs> but uh yeah I mean using the pay per click if your product has has decent margins um, or if you have a, a you know repeat buyer um, I definitely think is is worth doing i'm i'm doing it and I, I see a return on every ad spend that I have, and i haven't lost any money. Um, and I'm just, the more that I sell through those keywords, the more I rank for those keywords. So it's definitely something that I'm doing, but you know, if your product doesn't need it, uh, and you're, you're doing fine with it, then, then keep doing what you're doing. That's great. Um, so really to market your product on Amazon, you're not doing anything other than optimizing your listing,
1: optimizing a listing, going after some keywords. And, uh, like we get a lot of people that that just know our brand too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Like people literally type in. The brand name. Okay. Search box. Okay. And so we get a lot of that too.
0: Okay. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I I know myself personally, even if I know that there's a brand on, let's say I seen it on TV, I might want to go to Amazon and just see if I can buy it through Amazon. Cause I like buying through Amazon.
1: Exactly. You know, that's what I've, I've realized. Uh, it's literally, it's been in this past year, year and a half. I've really noticed this, that a lot of our customers prefer buying on Amazon now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's easy, right? I mean, everything's there for them. They know when they're going to get it. They know if they have a problem, they're protected. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a great buying platform and a selling platform. But uh, yeah, I, I do that. I'm, I'm guilty of that. And I, I mean, some people think, well, it's just the younger generation. My father, who's in his 70s, loves Amazon. He, yeah. you know, he'll, he'll be like, oh, I'll look for that on Amazon. I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll send it to you. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, he's on that thing.
1: For me, like for our my for my market for Chiefs, the market really is a younger generation. Mm-hmm. They're almost like an anti-establishment kind of market. Like they're not really into Amazon per se. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're maybe into shopping at more kind of boutique lifestyle type brand stores. But with Amazon Prime, more and more people are becoming users. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, they've got now like a service that competes with Netflix. So it's just a no-brainer for some people. Um, just to to join up with Prime, and then you know they they start realizing the benefits and now they just buy the products on Amazon mm-hmm. as opposed to to our own website.
0: Yeah, no, that's uh that's huge. And like you said, then once they buy on Amazon, they could, you know, look your website up off of Amazon and then find your site to see your business and, and kind of get into that and it gives you a little more credibility as well. So yeah, you you've got it you've got it working there. But I think that's interesting. Now your product is is manufactured more or less by yourself in a sense. It's it's your it's your proprietary product. You've created it, you didn't have to outsource it. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, so um We outsource the production of it to somebody, but they are a that is our formulas. Okay, it's like uh, you know it might be derived from sure uh, a white label formula, but we've gone ahead and tweaked it and customly added our ingredients in or taken out ingredients that we don't like, and so there's really no one else selling our formula online.
0: Okay, cool. That, I think that's an interesting take because most people are that are listening to this will probably be be white labeling or, or private labeling, which I'm doing, and uh, you know it's it's very you know successful. Um, but you could also do the same thing, and you know I don't say that people should go into supplements, but you know it's kind of the same idea. If you find something that uh, you could have as more or less like a a, uh, consumable and you can modify it. Like maybe you want it to be all organic ingredients versus the other brands are using chemicals. Mm -hmm. Uh, you can formulate your own to come up with your own brand and then sell that. So I I think that's interesting though, that you, you came up with your own, you know, unique blend, you started selling it off of Amazon and then said, Hey, let me see what this Amazon thing's all about. So you kind of did it in reverse, which is, is, is cool because it, it proved that it works, you know? Um, but uh, most people are going to try to start on Amazon because the buyers are already there. Uh, and uh, but I just I think it's interesting to hear your story and share your story because uh, it just it shows you that there's two different channels there, even though Amazon is one of them.
1: Yeah, I think I think when I first started out three years ago, three and a half years ago now, whatever it is, people were like trying to kind of avoid Amazon. You mm-hmm. know, just mm-hmm. like people were like podcasting was also kind of dead as well. yeah. You know? yep. And like now, both these things have this like huge revival. And uh, yeah, I'm actually bullish on starting out on Amazon now. If I had to do it all over again, I probably would have started out on Amazon. Okay. Um, just because the it's like it's a continuity, man. I mean, you yeah. just get going, and it's a great way to kind of bootstrap and get cash flowing into your business.
0: Yep. Um,
1: it's another thing I really like about Amazon FBA is that it's it's like honestly, once you ship on the product, it's just a 100% cash flow positive. Yeah. Um, and yeah, even though it, I might make even more money if i was outsourcing driving traffic through my website and uh you know it was shipping it but but then i have to pay the shipping bill afterwards with amazon fba it's like you know it's just it's just a deposit into my account
0: yeah there's just
1: something about being 100 percent cash flow positive and just deposits you just know that that's gonna and there's gonna be no subtractions from it (laughs) right (laughs) yeah it's great it's great for cash flow wise too yeah
0: And and it's like, once you send the package off, it's almost like you can kind of just wipe your hands and be like, okay, I'm done with that order. They're going to handle the refunds. They're going to handle, uh, you know, the packing, they're going to handle the shipping and they're going to handle any requests and you're done with it more or less. I mean, obviously if you've got customers that email you directly, you're going to respond, but for the most part, they handle it all.
1: Yeah. So
0: it's very, very cool for that. And, you know, I had a gentleman ask me the other day if um, he had a product, but the margins were great, but it was heavy and he didn't think he was going to be able to do FBA. He was going to have to merchant fulfill. And he says, you think that would be a good, good idea for my first product? And I said, probably not, because there's a lot more involved unless you if you started getting 50 orders a day, if you want to package them every day and send them and then deal with the refunds and all that stuff, I think you you should spend more time, you know, creating the product or looking for more products and then worrying about them doing all of the logistics in the beginning like you said if you want to hire that out after the fact then fine but that can consume a lot of your time and a lot of headaches yeah uh, with doing that
1: for sure I mean it's it's like you know I've, I've been on both sides and and trust me as as someone who's had to deal with the film like I when I first started my business I was fulfilling them out of my apartment wow and I did that like and then we did we i launched in october 2011 i think something like that Mm -hmm. and then you know i went through the first christmas season and i was like i can't do this anymore and we literally (laughs) outsourced fulfillment to a 3pl january 1st wow i had that stuff in boxes shipped up to a guy in new jersey and um and even that you have to manage it too sure i mean they're great don't get me wrong but um you know you have to manage there's more management in ma- you, when you outsource your fulfillment than than FBA it's sure. just to see how hands off, hands off it can be
0: yeah and like you, like you said it's it's kind of like there's more moving parts mm-hmm. uh when you when you have those and you have to always you, you still have to you know kind of hold people's hands through some of the processes especially until you almost train them in a sense yeah onto what you want so all right that's cool so let's now let's kind of move forward now you you've written a book now you mm-hmm. said you got a bunch of questions you had a bunch of questions people asking you this and you created a book called The One Day Brand. I went through the book, thought it was fantastic. I really pulled some ideas out of it um and I'll go back through it again, but I pulled some ideas uh, just about not necessarily my brand per se, but more about my market. Mm-hmm. And it really was able to almost like unclutter and and re, re you know refine um, from people's words not just us guessing from people's words um, you know on what was uh, their problems and uh, and what you know you sh- your marketing message should be so maybe let's talk a little bit about that obviously we won't go through the entire book but just kind of give people an idea of a brand the importance of it and that it's not just a logo and uh, and from there you know a little bit about um, you know, You've got a couple of tools that you built within the book, which I think are great. Um just, you know, maybe maybe talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. So um I wrote the one day brand because people were continually asking me, like, I love your packaging, I love your brand, I want to do the same thing. And it's like, well, you know, that that is a, a complex conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um it, you know, when I first started out, I was like, "Oh, cool! Yeah, let's design a cool logo." But it, you know, a, a brand is so much more. It's it's more so your communication and and how you frame your business uh, per se than than just a logo. Um, I think I, I gave the quote in the book, and I listened to uh, another podcast. It was, it was a few years ago. Um, Derek Halpern, maybe yep. he had Mark Echo on. Okay, uh, yeah, he said a logo is like a a gun without bullets or bullets without a gun, something along those yep, lines. Yep. It just really resonated I me. Mean, it was a great quote and just perfectly describes it. So I, like I said, I think the branding is more about your messaging and uh, figuring out exactly what customers like about your market and don't like about your market, and then finding a way to position yourself differently based off giving their those needs and staying away from what they don't like. Yeah, and The one-day brand kind of allows you to do that. Um, there's some tools in there that allow you to go through certain products on Amazon and see um, what customers like and what customers don't like. And then you can basically rank them, rank the keywords that they keep saying over and over and over again. And that's how you can basically frame your business and work yeah. down the ladder from that. So that's basically what the One Day Brand is about. And then I go into more details about like how to hire a designer and stuff like that that a lot of people get caught up on. Um, but really, really, the real core of it is really finding out like what your customers' exactly what they want and and basically like some like I guess sometimes when you when you're researching these markets, especially like a a market that's competitive and has a lot of products and has a lot of buyers, they have all sorts of problems with the product or all sorts of joys with the product, you sure. know especially like in cosmetics. And so you want to get to the top. Like, what's the most important? Is it scent? Is it color? Is it, you know, is it this certain ingredient, you know? Right. And this is stuff I wasn't doing three years ago and I wish I would have done because then I could have wasted way less time and just got to the, to the basically the 80 20 of it. Like, what exact, what's like, what do I have to hit on?
0: Right, right. Yeah, no, and you know, I, I do want to talk a little bit about it because there was a couple things that I was I was wondering if if I should if I was doing it right or if I was thinking about it right. So maybe I could be the the yeah. uh, the reader and maybe ask you a couple of those questions. But I, I, I like- definitely definitely liked it that um, that you were going through basically just to let people know you're kind of you're telling people to go through some of your competitors' reviews. Look at the you know. All of the reviews, really, and then looking at the ones that, uh, you know, you might have uh, the three-star, the two-star, three the one-star, two one and you might go through all of those to see like what are the keywords that are sticking out to you and then putting them into like a spreadsheet and then ranking them like you said. And the same thing would go with the with the good ones, right, Yeah. Um, to kind of really break this thing down. And you were, what I liked about it too is you kind of gave like, okay, uh, 20 minutes you do this and then, you know, don't spend any more time on it than this. So you almost gave people the time frame too because I think we all yeah. kind of could sit there for days Doing this stuff, and you're almost putting a time limit on. Okay, you've got 30 minutes. The clock starts now. And the original, yeah, the original title of the book was actually called the Three Hour Brand. Okay, because I
1: literally through the whole the whole process took me about three hours. Okay, if I said, hey, I want to start a new vitamin C serum. All right. Yep. Like, what do I do? Like, I'd start. at step one, and then I'd end at step 12. And it right. takes me about three hours. But the reason we didn't choose that book because people are like, dude, this sounds way too much like the four-hour work week. Right. So we just chose the one-day brand. And it's kind of nice to, to do it and to go through it in three hours and then kind of go through it again and take your time. Right. Uh, but literally, like you can do the whole thing in a day.
0: Right. Right. And I, I totally, I totally see that. Um, and I will definitely be going through those points, especially just to identify the the weaknesses and the strengths of, you know, what the customer is saying and yeah. then really trying to re almost like rebrand my, my message right now. Cause if, even if you have a brand right now, it doesn't mean that you can't custom tailor that brand to what you've already kind of started. No,
1: it's, it's a framework. I use this same exact process on my existing brand. So you can use it to start a new brand right out of the scratch, uh, right out of the bat, especially if, if you haven't designed the artwork and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can use it to come out with new products.
0: Well, yeah, that's that's huge. That's huge.
1: I use it to review my own products. I do the the exact process on my own products.
0: Right. No, and, and I think this is a great takeaway for people. Like, if you're if you're researching products mm-hmm. and you want to make the product better or you want to basically come out and figure out what people are complaining about, if you can fix that beforehand, then fix it. And now your brand is going to be the better one because you fixed that problem that everyone else was overlooking. So I just think that, I mean simply for new products that's it's that's that information is is like priceless because you're going to be able to just cut through and have a really good product which that's going to your reviews are going to come automatically your feedback's going to come automatically a lot easier because people are going to love the product right yeah. Secondly, I think definitely for, like you said, even if you have something right now, like I've got a product right now, but I'm going to go through this process and then re-tailor my messaging, my, my bullet points, my, uh, my description, my heading. I'm going to go ahead and make sure that I'm hitting on all of the things that I need to be or taking things out that shouldn't be there. So, yeah, yeah, I
1: mean like it, it, it really – it starts with like at the very top. Like what is the one keyword – one or two keywords that you have to nail on you know Mm -hmm. if it's you know anti-aging uh whatever it is you know yeah and take that keyword and move it across not only your branding your designer but also your just blocking and tackling on your amazon listing yeah your first your first keyword in your product description all the way down to your product details um all the way down to you know how you're going to market that, and optimizing that, and doing pay per click, and doing you know all these things you can do off Amazon to drive more traffic to it.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's like I said. I mean, I I I got a lot out of it, and I went through it rather quickly, the book, because I was going to have you on, and I wanted to go grab it. And again, anyone listening to this, I I think right now it's ninety nine cents, or at least it it was, and and you can get it free if you have the Kindle Unlimited or something. So. Uh, totally, uh, you know, depending on when you listen to this, the price may go up, but I'm just saying that right now it was 99 cents and yeah, it's, it's going to
1: stay at 99 cents. I, this is not a book for me to really make a profit off of. It's just, it was really just something to help out friends. I would love to give it away for free if I could, but Amazon, it's a little tricky. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I know. I've got a couple of Amazon books in other markets myself, yeah. some Kindles. I, I know exactly how that ecosystem works and yeah. it's a little I different.
1: Had, yeah. I had to sign up for the Kindles, uh, KDP, the KDP. Yeah. But after that I'm probably gonna do something to make it free I think you you have to put it on Barnes and Noble or something or yep. ice match it yeah yes. it's, it's a process um, but I would love to just give it away for free if I can
0: but hey for 99 cents man yeah. I'll tell you what it's it's gonna be well worth it you spend more than that on a cup of coffee somewhere so I would uh, I would recommend it if uh, if you wanna not even just uh, if you're if you're brand new definitely but even if you have an existing brand, it's going to help you uh, just really get a nice framework. Uh, now, the question I had was this, okay? I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm, I'm going to do this, right? I'm going to go through, and let's say that my competitor, I've got one competitor that I'm going to I'm going to just really rip his reviews apart or her or whatever. Um, I'm going to go ahead, and, and now, what's your recommendations? Uh, maybe I overlooked it, but for basically taking those, okay, those, let's say I go after all of the three-star, and then I go after all the two-star, do I manually just look and see what keywords i'm seeing and then just copy them over into my spreadsheet or is there a, a an easier way to do that
1: yeah so there's there's four tools okay um and i'll just talk about the two tools the two okay. main ones here that you're you're talking to you about so the first one is called the consumer pros and cons and that's just basically you create that for just one listing all right mm-hmm. and you go into the consumer pro it's just a document it's a google doc and you can download it at one day the template and it's called they have a there's a pro section in a con section, all right? And I'll just add all the five and four stars into the pros section, and then on the con section, I'll add all the one and two stars, and then I'll kind of cherry-pick the three stars because some of them are kind of good, some of them are bad, some right, of them are right. whacked out. I don't even know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it really just depends on the listing. Yeah. But um, And so I'll create one of those for each listing I'm reviewing. So if I have five competitors, I'll create five consumer pros and cons documents, all right? Okay. Once you're done with that, all right, the next document, the next tool is called the Keyword Market Matrix Tool. And what that is is the spreadsheet that actually ranks the keywords. Okay. Right? And so you'll only create one of those documents, all right? And you'll, you'll add the keywords that you see in all the consumer pros and cons to that document. And so you'll go through one, one sheet at a time, the consumer pros and cons tool. And then so you'll go through one, one review You'll do You'll move on to the next competitor one you reviewed, and you'll just add them up, or you'll just add like a keyword. So if it's like anti-aging, you see anti-aging over and over again. you'll put that keyword in, and you'll mark a one next to it every single time you see it.
0: Okay. Right?
1: And then at the end, you'll rank it, and you'll see what is at the very top. Okay And um, you know it, it's not like a hundred percent objective. Mm-hmm. It's not like you know, a hundred percent foolproof but it's so much more objective than just like looking through reviews and just guessing yourself.
0: Sure. Now I I think that's that's awesome. And I guess my my question was so I'm going through just so I understand this, I'm going through, I'm skimming almost, I'm kind of like glancing and if I keep seeing anti-aging anti-aging, I'm going to I'm going to put that over as one of the keywords I'm going to track, but then every time I see that I'm going to mark a one in a separate box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that way there I'm going to start to see that oh wow, over all of these different listings, not just the one that I looked at, but all of these, I'm seeing that they're all mentioning anti-aging. Yeah. Whether it's the pro, like maybe it's the pro is saying that they're, they're, they're loving it because it's, it's the best anti-aging cream that they've found, or it could be, uh, something negative about it. And you would put that in, in the other one.
1: Yeah. And, uh, that makes sense. I'm just going to give a pro tip. I didn't talk about this in the book, but it it really depends on the market and the niche you're going into, because a lot of people are doing kind of fake reviews. Yep. So if you're in a market where you know they're doing fake reviews, you want to vet those reviews out. Mm-hmm. So I my my rule of thumb is to click on the reviewer's name, mm-hmm. and you can see how many products they reviewed. And if they've normally reviewed that product, I normally say, "Hey, this is probably a fake review." Mm-hmm. Um, it could not be; it could be a real review. But I found that a lot of times the real reviews are reviewers who have reviewed multiple products. Sure. So um, just keep that in mind. Um, you know, I don't want you just ranking a bunch of fake reviews where right. they're just kind of engineered. That's not really going to help push you forward.
0: So now if you're, if you're going after a, a product and you see that this one listing has a thousand reviews, mm-hmm. you know, are you going through every single one of those five-star reviews and then all the four-stars? Or are you just, you know, kind of selecting the ones that you want to? I, mean, I
1: say, uh so I my normal rule of thumb is what I do is I rank – you can rank the con- the reviews based on the newest Okay. Yep. I'll do that. I'll click on five star, I'll rank on newest, and then I'll go to about the tenth page. Okay. And that takes about five to ten minutes. Okay. Like if you're just jamming out, you're yep. not doing anything else, just copying, pasting. And you know, if it's a fake, if I know it's kind of a fake market, then I'll I'll look to see if they're if the that person is actual real. I'll click on their name and say, All right, is this a fake review or is it a real review? Right. And you know, that might add a little bit a few more minutes on, but you know. That's kind
0: of my rule of thumb. Okay, yeah, that that makes sense. My my thing is now, and we can kind of move into a little bit of the AMZ Shark because I know that there's a review a, a review tool in there, which is mm-hmm. fairly new. Um, mm-hmm. Because I think this would be very uh, very attractive is being able to take those because you can you can basically um, in AMZ Shark you can go to your competitors and you can select the reviews and then you can export them as a CSV file, I believe, or a text doc. And what would be really cool, this is something you might want to think about in the future or maybe pass it on to Cameron, is, um, you know, something that could almost like go through and see all of the common words that are being used, the two, the, the two words, the three words, the four words, versus me having to go through and read every single one, copy and paste the keyword, drop it over. Yeah. You, you see what I'm saying? I mean, that yeah. would be fantastic.
1: Yeah, we I, this like the, my framework is not like the automated. I actually recommend some like one of the questions I get is like, can I outsource to a VA? And I'm like, yeah, you can, but I, I do it all myself just to kind of get my hands involved in the market more. Yep. Um, but yeah, that that's a great tool. I've actually I think he's actually mentioned that to me when he read my book.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, it's a it's a it's a I like it. Be, I mean, it's designed really for being able to see. How many reviews your your uh, your competitor is getting, and then you can yeah. kind of read them, you know, daily or weekly or whatever. Um, but in this case, it would be very helpful to be able to load that one competitor into AMZ Shark, let it get its data for a week or whatever, come back, take maybe the top hundred uh, whatever reviews that just came yeah. in, and then export that CSV file, copy all that text into a, a some type of software that would then say, okay, you know, anti aging was mentioned three times. Mm-hmm. You know, that would be that would be crazy, but anyway, just thinking out loud. Yeah, uh, I
1: mean, one of the great things about that that so I actually had that first mindset with when I when we first rolled out that feature in AMZ Shark, which is like, oh, this is great. I can basically track my competitors mm-hmm. and uh, my competitors' reviews. Yep. And what I realized was, yeah, that's cool, but I can also track my own reviews, right? And I can jump on them right away. Right. And the Amazon Shark dashboard is is so much more sexier
0: than
1: -hmm. amazon seller central and i'm not really doing that prop up uh, amz shark i'm just saying that because that's how bad amazon no it is is. it is so frustrating i don't get it this was one of the first reasons why i was so long in jumping on to sell becoming an amazon fba seller because i was just like it is so unattractive to to work in that seller central dashboard and it's just cumbersome and you know
0: But then it's delayed. It, but, There's a lot of delays in it.
1: Yeah, with the AMZ Shark, when a comment, when a new uh, review comes in, you can jump on it right away. And it, I've I've actually been using it for my own products more so than my competitors, which is which is I thought the exact opposite when they first rolled that feature out. It's pretty crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. No, no, it, it is, and and. I do this I do the same thing, I use it for my own, and I use it for some competitors, but i I, I got to be honest i don 't look at it all that much uh, on a daily basis. I look more on a on a weekly basis for myself. I probably should look on it more, but I also use uh, feedback genius as well the uh, the email follow up sequence uh, software, yeah. so that kind of notifies me if I get a three star or lower yeah that's um, great too. which is cool but uh, okay, so that's awesome. So the one day brand, if people want to go check that out, they can go what, what's the website again
1: it's uh one. Daybrand.com, the
0: number one. Okay, cool. Yeah, and I'll, I'll leave a link uh, in the show notes to this if anyone wants to go check that out. I do definitely recommend that. It's a really good read. It's quick, uh, and it's it comes with those four uh, tools that you created, which, uh, like I said, is in Google Docs uh, for the most part. and. It just makes a really nice, neat framework, um, and I'll definitely be uh, be diving into that really deep here uh, in the next few weeks. Um, okay, let's move on now to AMZ Shark real quick, and I know we just touched on it, but give me a little bit of the background on it, how you came aboard uh, on it, and and kind of like what you mainly use it for and what maybe other people could use it for, especially new people getting started. I know what I use it for, and I'll go over that a little bit. After you tell me what you use it for, kind of thing, because as you just said, like you use the review thing more or less for yourself. When I was using it more or less for my competitors, just to kind of get intelligence, but it works for both. So I'd like to hear your uh, kind of take, it, uh, you know, on on the actual software.
1: Yeah. So um, probably my favorite tool. So Amazon Shark or AMZ Shark comes with a few tools. Um, there's a keyword spy tool which allows you to spy on keywords. Uh, there's the 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 review spy. Uh, which just came out, and then uh, which we just talked about, and then my favorite one is called the Product Spy, and it literally allows you to, to track competitor uh, people's sales on Amazon, mm-hmm. and so you can get like a very granular detail on how many they're selling, and you can say, do I even want to move into this market? This was something I wish I would have had three years ago because I'd have been like, well, these guys are selling only one unit a day but these guys are selling a hundred units a day mm-hmm. you know let's go move <laughs> into the one that's selling a hundred units a day right uh, because that's a market that's actually generating uh, a lot of cash flow mm-hmm. um, so and in, in you can you can kind of do basically you can do this manually and I was doing this manually for a while and I'm sure you know you know you can go and edit your cart you know 999 and yeah. Thing, yeah and basically the product spy tool does that automatically and it hits it four times a day
0: okay um
1: it won't track products that have over nine hundred and ninety nine in stock. So if, if you know if you're in like a trying to track a product, that's like a small consumable that probably has over a thousand in stock. It's not great, but I found for like eighty or ninety percent of the products on Amazon, it works. It's great. Um, I can log in, and I just know at the end of the day, like what I was doing before, was hiring a VA to do it, mm-hmm. um, which is still you have to manage and go into a spreadsheet. And this is just it's just so much better. And uh, yeah, it just, it really gives you just great intelligence for whether you want to move into a market, especially for someone first starting out.
0: Yeah, no, and I think that that was, that's a really good a, a good feature. My only thing was, and that was the question I was going to ask you, but you've already answered it, is that you know if there's more than than uh, 999, basically 1,000 units, um, it's not going to be able to do it. And just for people listening that don't know that, let me just kind of explain that real quick. Basically, uh, what you would do if you want to see how many products your, your competitor is selling, you could just basically go in, add it to your cart, Okay. And then it would say, you know, that you want to have more than one and then you would select more than 10. And it would basically be, you would put in 999 and then click add to cart. And if it doesn't have 999 in there, it's going to say, currently there's only 234 available. Then you're going to make a note of that. You're going to make a note of the time. And then you're going to come back the next day at the very exact same time. And you're going to do the exact same thing. And you're going to go, Oh, now there's only 220 left. So they sold whatever, you know, 23 units or however many it is, and then you're going to be able to do that for a few days. And it works, okay? My only thing is, depending on who you're going up against, they're doing this thing now where they're holding inventory and they're releasing it to create this scarcity effect. Now, have you heard about this, uh, Will?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: it's 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 something that's and I'm not going to mention I think it's being taught you know in certain courses and stuff um and they even have software out there I think that's allowing you to do it and I'm sure amazon's going to catch on pretty soon and do that, but basically what people are doing is they're securing they might have 5,000 units in stock, but they're only going to make 100 of them available for that day. And they may sell, uh, I don't know, they may sell 75 units a day. Well, when they get down to a certain number, it's going to say only 23 left in stock and you're going to feel like, I better get this or they're going to run out of stock. And then tomorrow, they just release another 100. Um, It's it's kind of shady in a sense, and um it's you know it's not honest because they really do have more they're just doing it to to kind of turn on that that little green out of you know running out of stock cut type thing or you know only this many left they're they're adding the scarcity element so um that's the only thing that could skew that number really if you think about it and that doesn't matter if you use an a m z shark or if you're doing it the the old fashioned way of tr- you know trying to get the nine hundred ninety nine uh you know items in your cart so just to Again, I want people to understand it's it's a guess. Okay. Whether you use an AMZ Shark or not, it's it's really a guess. And really the way to know is to really just, you know, kind of do what we just said, but then also just keep looking at the BSR. If you see that the BSR in a certain market is is staying consistent at a certain level, you know they're getting, you know, steady sales. Uh, that's usually my rule of thumb.
1: Yeah. And I, I think we talked about this a little bit before. I actually recommend going into niches where people are not doing that kind of stuff. Yep. Like, if I see, like, fake reviews and doing, like, scarcity elements and doing all sorts of stuff like that, that is, like, a big red flag for me. Yep. And it's like, well, how am I going to compete? They're already doing everything. I'm going to, like, all the the black hat stuff that I would, yep. if, I wanted, if I had to compete in that market, I would have to do. You'd
0: have to do. Yeah. So I
1: recommend, like I said, using, like, coming out with a strong brand where you can come out with a few SKUs. And now I recommend launching on Amazon because you can – it's It's such like a continuity, and you can get going and cash flowing in your business, but where eventually you can move off of it and you're doing the Amazon, you have other things, so you don't have to rely on these like black hat tactics to get like sales every day.
0: Yeah. No, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up and I'm glad you that you kind of went over. Cause I was going to ask you that, like, what would you do if you were starting today and you had your same product um, right now or your, your same SKUs that you were going to run? Like, what would you do, do differently? And I think you just said that you'd start on Amazon and then go yeah, off of Amazon. I would start
1: on Amazon, but I would, I would look for niches where I can kind of have like a three, three headed attack. Mm-hmm. I'd say where I say I can, I can come in, I can, I can win sales on Amazon. I know, like using tools like Amazon Shark where I know like kind of how many sales they're doing and kind of what the market is and I can kind of predict my cash flow. All right. And then I would I would but I would at the same time I'd be looking, you know, once I, I solidify that vertical and just really concentrate on nailing down that vertical, Amazon I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Yep. Doing the best I can. I would also be looking at all right, well how can I build like a Shopify store?
0: You know? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, how can I get people onto my own email list? How can I start remarketing them? Whether it's like through content marketing, through doing uh, PR, um, maybe it's you know finding celebrity endorsements, whatever. Sure, I'd sure. uh, say all those are, are good avenues. Amazon is probably better in the short run, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. but it's something to have your your uh, your um, kind of. It's it's another kind of vertical or diversification stream in your in your business. Yeah, and, and uh, the last thing I would look at, especially if you're doing your own brand. Is you know how can I go wholesale? Right. Uh, how can I start getting big wholesale accounts, uh, Maybe like an exclusive, and I feel like it's easier. I was talking to someone the other day, and it's like, you know, what we do is basically we just build up our Amazon listing, and then it, it's so good, it's selling like number one, or you know, it's definitely in the top ten in a certain category, and then I can just go approach a retailer and be like, look, we're you know we're we're number five in, on Amazon, you know? Yeah, and you know they all instantly have credibility right With
0: the- yeah right yeah and they and again they can almost like look at the reviews they can look at your history they can look at your seller feedback and all that stuff and you know i've heard other people talking about that kind of like their exit strategy would be to sell the business or you know to do the, exactly what you said then go into retail um mm-hmm. by your credibility of what you've established on amazon so mm-hmm. that's definitely a great and and i like it it's a three prong approach in a sense where you know you're, you're going after but amazon is going to be to me the quickest it's it's i've been in business online for over 6 years and it's been absolutely the quickest um to start generating revenue um yeah, well, by far
1: man, if this was i wish i was doing this three years ago i feel yeah. like I, i've heard people say this before like when i first started out and i was like yeah yeah whatever yeah but like seriously like start on amazon yeah um it's like figure that out if you know and and Figure then, that Because if, if you get a hot product selling on Amazon in a certain category, like their chances are it could sell well at Walgreens. Right. Or it could sell well on a Shopify store with social media. So, uh, you know, it just it really depends. But, you know, Amazon is a great way to get the business going.
0: Yeah. No. All right. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. I think we'll wrap it up. Um, yeah. Is there any other bits of advice or tips you want to give anyone either just starting out or that's looking to uh, to kind of grow their their business right now? Um,
1: I would just say, you know, um, know your market, you figure out a way you can be different in the market. Um, the one day brand allows you to do that. Um, tools like Amazon sh- or AMZ shark help you figure out, uh, markets where there's, there's cash flow in the market. So you want to go into a market that you know is having sales, you know, which you can, if, you know, if you see a product. That's maybe doing 90 sales a day. It's like, well, you know, I can probably, if I work hard in a few months, I can probably get up to like 50 sales a day, and boom, now you have a business that you can take to uh, a wholesaler, or you can take to like get a celebrity endorsement, or you can take and do PR with a, uh, with like a Shopify or a big commerce store or something like that. So I, my my main kind of point is be different, focus on the product, make a good product that's different in a market that is cash flowing.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's, those are great, great words of advice. And I, I, I just want people to understand too, It you know, we've talked about outsourcing uh, or you're not know, outsourcing, uh, you know, for the, your supplier, you know, going overseas or whatever. And that doesn't mean that you can't still customize that product. You know, you can go in and, and have these manufacturers and suppliers customize a product that's already being made. Just make it better, make it with something different, make it have something that you know is gonna add value and it's gonna make the user experience better. So I don't want people thinking they have to be in their garage coming up with a certain formula. You know, you can basically just custom make something. Uh, so this way, here it's gonna be better and fix those problems that you've done through the research of finding out what their problems are.
1: Yeah, I, I would start with doing the research, but you'd be surprised. On ways to be different. It doesn't always have to be in the product. It could be in the packaging. Sure. It could be in the delivery model. You could say, you could find a product on Amazon that's selling really, really well, but they're not doing FBA and it takes them 10 days to ship the product out. It's like, boom, there's a USP right there. Exactly. You go on FBA, you know, Yeah, or maybe you make a bigger bottle. So, you know, I don't want to get all over the board and be like, this is the certain angles you can have with the product. You really need to start looking at the market first sure, and figure out what it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, no. And I think the, the one day brand is, is definitely uh is, is a huge, is a huge uh, uh, thing for that because I think it, it sets up that framework and there's no guesswork. You just kind of go through it figure out the process and at the end it spits out you know what you need to know and then you can kind of build from there and uh and it's something that you can continue to do because you're going to have competitors and they're going to constantly be getting reviews and and they're publicly on amazon so they're they're there for you it's never been a better time to kind of figure out what customers are saying about products
1: no and like uh you know we talked a lot about amazon you can use the framework on other things like if you if you want to go to the vitamin you just need to find, you can do that. You just need to find sure. a marketplace where people are leaving or buying products and leaving reviews.
0: Yep. Yeah, no, it's. It's it's beautiful. Um, okay, so I just wanted to again say thank you for taking the time. Uh, Cameron set this up, who who's actually the creator of uh, the AMZ Shark tool, um, which I'm not an affiliate for or anything. It's just something I use, and uh, I've mentioned that before. Uh, I'll just I'm going to give one little shout out here uh, if Cameron is listening to this, and just uh, say that I really uh, just want to thank him for putting together that software. I went ahead and figured I would try it. I think it was like a 30 day trial or something. I would try. It. And I'm just going to give one little thing that I did that has paid for that thing uh, well over what I paid for it. And, um, and I told you this a little bit off the, uh, the air, but I'm going to just say it again. Um, I went ahead and I used the spy tool uh, basically where it goes and uh, tracks the competitors. And it just kind of reverse engineers the keywords of uh, what's either being searched for for that product or some of the stuff that's inside of the description. It just really kind of does a deep dive. I'm not even sure how it works, but (laughs) all I know is it spits out a lot of keywords and some of them are random, but I don't care. So what I do is I let that run or I let it run for like, uh, I don't know, a day or two until the data was done and it says complete. I exported it. I copied that into an Amazon pay-per-click campaign all by itself. I put my competitor's like little abbreviation on it. I put a $10 a day budget. I put a 75 cent click. And that particular one, I've actually had three of them that were very profitable. But that one there, I think over the course of uh, four weeks, I've spent $150, maybe $200 on ad spend. And it's brought in over $1,500 in sales. Wow. So that's just one. I've got another campaign that was very similar to that, and I've got a few other ones that, you know, they're not as good. I'm doing the air quotes. I might have spent 50 and made 450, okay? that That's a bad campaign. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I've used that tool for that. That alone is to me worth everything you know that it that it has to offer that one thing but you got the review model built into it now you've got your tracking of your ranking of your keywords you can see how your how your promotion efforts are doing and you know what keywords you should be ranking for there's a ton with inside of that and you know if People aren't using it for that. They really should look into using it for Amazon pay-per-click and just reverse engineering. And it works great. So Cameron, if you're listening, thank you. And uh, Will, thank you for being part of it. Thank you. thank you. I appreciate it. This has been awesome. Yeah. All right. So hey, so if anyone wants to get a hold of you, they go to – what's the website again?
1: Uh, one Day Brand at uh, – you can reach me at one day brand at gmail.com. You can reach me at will at com. You can reach me at Will at uh, – amzshark.com. sharkcom yeah, okay I got, I got a few places to okay meet cool myself.
0: yeah, so, yeah. If, so if anyone wants to uh, reach out to you or even if they if they purchase your book and they have questions they can find you through those uh, and I'll, I'll put that in the show notes as well but uh, this has been awesome and uh, I think it's something that a lot of us don't think about is is the brand and, and the market research and uh, this could be very helpful I think so I really appreciate you taking the time well I know uh, I know you, you have a busy schedule and uh, you took a little bit of time out of your day to help some more people so I really really do appreciate it
1: Anytime, anytime.
0: All right, man. Take right. take care and good luck in 2015. All
1: right. Thank you, sir. All
0: right. Take care. Bye.
1: All right, man. That was awesome. Yeah, that was good. Really good stuff.
0: So there you go. I, I hope you, you, you noticed that little bit at the end there. Do you see how I left on that little bit as him and I kind of talked before I hit stop record? We were saying that was really good. That was some really good stuff because that's no BS. I'm not BSing anyone here, All right, That right there was live unedited, him and I going back and forth, learning about this process of, of creating your brand and creating a product from the information that you can get freely, especially through Amazon. So again, I want to thank Will for coming on. It was awesome, and uh, I really do appreciate it, and I think it was very valuable. Now, uh, to, to wrap up here, though, I just did want to say thanks to everyone that has been showing up, has been spreading the word for us, that is so awesome to do that for us, for us, for me, for us, no, for our community, all right? I mean, someone just said that the other day. They go, eh, don't you? Don't worry about saying we, because I said, ah, I say we too much. Like There's a whole team over here, but I'm talking about us, right? I'm talking about this community, so they're helping spread the word, all right? So uh, with that all being said on that note, if you haven't spread the word or if you haven't went over and left us feedback or review over on iTunes, I would and I'm holding my hands together, like I would really appreciate it if you would do that. I'm holding them together. Can't see me doing it, but I'm doing it. So that would be great, and uh, it just helps us move up in the rankings over there. Uh, we've been, at, you know, on, uh, new and noteworthy for uh, well the past couple weeks, you know. So that's been really cool, and uh, just the the downloads are increasing. I mean, and the other thing I want to point out is my Amazon business is getting uh, you know, bigger and better too. Not because of the podcast necessarily that, you know, the audience is helping me, but it's it's helped me in a sense that I'm learning more as I'm teaching this, as I'm going through my experiences, as I'm having these interviews. It's helping me add these things to my business. So that's what I said in the beginning when I started this whole thing. It's gonna help me, it's gonna help you, it's gonna help everyone. All right, And again, there's 1% to 2% of people that are going to take action on this. Be the 1% or 2%, right? And and it's funny because I had a guy that uh, actually had a few people, but I had a guy on the uh, iTunes review uh, said that. He goes, I am going to be the 1% or 2%. So maybe we should get some shirts made up and say, I'm going to be the 1% or 2%, right? So be that, right? Know that you can do this. All right? So, uh, yeah, that's going to wrap it up. If you haven't left that review or the, the, uh, the feedback, please do that for me. That would be really, really cool. And uh, we're going to keep going here. We're going to keep going on these shows. We're going to keep uh, adding as much value as we can here and keep learning along the way. So I just wanted to say thank you. I really do appreciate it. You guys are awesome. As I've said a hundred thousand times now, probably, and I'm going to keep saying it because you really are. And, uh, just remember that I'm rooting for you. I believe in you. I think that you can do this. And if you do go out there and follow the, you know, the lessons and the things that I'm sharing with you, there's no reason why you can't. And if you are showing up for the first time here, I'm shaking your hand. Nice to meet you. Uh, but. You've got a lot of catching up to do. Head over to the blog at TheAmazingSeller.com, and you'll see all of the resources over there, all of the past episodes. You'll see some uh, PDF documents that I've, I've created that you're freely to download over there. Uh, all of the stuff that I'm sharing here is is public. There's nothing private. I'm, I'm giving you everything that I've done and that other people have done, and uh, and we've had success. So. Uh, I just wanted to say the resources are there. Okay, just go over there and uh, and uh, apply them. Take action. Be the one or two percent. All right. So that's it. That's gonna wrap it up. Thanks again, and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Take care.